Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. The groove. Mm, I am liking that groove. As we groove into hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show, first new Andrea K. Show of 2024. Glad to have you guys here with me. And as always, the greatest gift that I got professionally for the show in 2023, every night of the week now with me, the side dish, the yummy, tasty, nutritional, always good for you, always on point, DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat, sesame, broccolini. You know, I know it's it's just the new year already, but it feels like (laughs) we're a few months in. It's it's been quite a news day. I don't know. I'm excited to get into it. Happy to be here. Happy New Year to you as well. Again, thank you. Speaking of day, you said news day, and it reminded me of Green Day and music. Um, before we before we leave 2023 in the rearview mirror, I got to talk about these fools because when I saw and I don't I haven't watched I never really watched New Year's Rockin' Eve even when it had Dick Clark. Okay, New Year's Eve has never been my holiday. If you know if I did anything, it, I would get into a mean game of hand and foot cards. And the last thing I was doing was watching some dopey TV show. And of course, I'm not going to be watching a couple of gay dudes on scene. CNN get drunker and drunker as the night goes on. Okay. (laughs) Certainly not interested in that. So I didn't happen to see the has been banned from the nineties known as green day, change the lyrics of their only reasonably moderately successful song they ever had that I couldn't stand when it came out and not because, and not just because it was called, you know, American idiots, but because it was crappy music in my opinion well, evidently, they were on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan's... Oh, my gosh. Talk about the most overexposed dude in, in the entertainment industry, Ryan Seacrest. Um, they did a, a reboot of American Idiot, and they changed uh, the words of the song. And I don't... Other than I don't want to be an American Idiot, I don't know anything about the song. That would be all I would hear before I would need to change the channel. Well, here's how they changed um, the lyrics. Uh, the anthem, the, according to this article, the second verse of the song usually goes like this. Well, maybe I'm a blank America, which is the F word that the left considers to be, you know, unspoken against gay people. Uh, but somehow this band is like the sweethearts for the left right now anyway it says well maybe i'm the blank america i'm not a part of a redneck agenda now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia so they changed it to well maybe i'm the f america so they kept the derogatory term that the left says should never be spoken against gay people, which they say is the is the equivalent of the N-word. They kept that in there and said, I'm not part of a MAGA agenda. Now everybody do the propaganda and sing along to the age of paranoia. Um, if any 
so-called conservative band did any kind of song with that F word in there, what would be the response today? Yet because he bashes MAGA, I guess that's now acceptable to be called. And, 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 and aren't they always guilty of what they accuse us of? Aren't we accused of being homophobic and bigoted? Sesame? Yeah, we're accused of also being sexist and racist and everything else, transphobic, all the all the phobias, all the isms. It's just it's the same old. I mean, they were they were saying the same thing about people who, you know, even talked about vaccine injuries or, or, or you know, started mm-hmm. poking holes in the propaganda we heard about, you know, where the vac- or where the virus began. Look, it's 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 very sad. It's a sad form of pandering, but it also just confirms that that lefties, they, they don't want any space for diver- for real diversity of thought of values they they certainly are on a, on a, in a death cult to destroy this country I, I don't understand why but this is all the stuff you see with Trump everything that you're seeing right now this is what they want to do to us they want to throw us in prison there there is a group mm-hmm. of hostile yeah. militant marxists who are basically running this country at this point in one way or another and they are on a a path to destroy conservative america in any single way that you can it's the it's the dehumanization that that, that signals to me that that's the path that we're on it's yeah ha- they, they can't just disagree with maga they can't just see things differently they have to take away our humanity they talk about us like we're animals like but we're, me- like meanwhile, we're defective meanwhile this guy used a pejorative against gay people that and, and 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 I have not heard one other person in talking about this story today mention that. Nobody else has talked about it. all they've talked about is how Green Day changed the lyrics to bag on MAGA and to make former President Trump look bad. Not one person that I've heard today talking about this story has mentioned that they use that pejorative because they're getting a pass. Meanwhile, they are showing and they don't even hide anymore who they are. If this guy was gonna change the lyrics, why didn't he change that word? Why did he keep it all these years later? It could be argued that when they wrote that song, because this is how old that band is, this is what has-beens they are, that word was considered acceptable in our society. In fact, it was one of the, you know, it was a big word that was used in uh, in A Few Good Men. But they kept that word. And, and, and to me, a, a question I have too is why the legacy media didn't, that, that covered, even conservatives that covered this story today, nobody uh, bothered to mention that. Um, all right. Breaking news before we go to break and bring in, um, I haven't heard any other stories from New Year's Eve though. Have you, before we take a break, that's the only one anybody's really talking about. I mean, I know that there was a car that plowed into, uh, outside Rochester, New York, um, with a concert. Uh, they're saying there's no ties to terrorism. Although I haven't heard the name of the driver, which tells me, uh, it was likely Muhammad. Um, since they're trying to hide the name of the driver. Um, otherwise, one of the things I do want to mention is that thankfully, given our open border, which we're going to talk about when we come back, thankfully, given our open border and the number of Islamic terrorists that we know are coming into the United States, I'm thankful that we made it through this New Year's Sesame Broccolini without a major terror attack. I really am. Because... Um, our government is doing absolutely nothing to keep us safe. They are spending their entire time covering up the crimes of the left. In fact, I don't know if you heard today, Sesame Broccolini, but Ray Epps, the obvious FBI informant, 
in the crowd, encouraging people to go in, is facing now six months in jail. Not 10 years, not five years. He's never been thrown into the gulag and denied bail. I'm telling you right now, this man is never going to see the inside of a prison. And if he does, it's going to be like the Four Seasons. He'll be somewhere, you know, with a Swedish foam mattress and a big screen TV and probably conjugal Honestly, visits. I would be shocked if he actually does a full six months. I would be oh, shocked. No, he won't. I mean, that's a he complete won't. slap on the wrist yeah. and a slap in the face to the rest of the J6 defendants who've lost their constitutional rights. I mean, yes. I don't think people understand what's going on. This has been a, the U.S. government has completely trampled all over the U.S. Constitution because of of a political climate that they've created and in part something that they've staged. And I just want people to rem- to remember this. Ray Epps is the only person who was at the Capitol that day on J6 who actually encouraged people to go into the Capitol, who actually yes. claimed to partially organize it and enable what was going on that day. And this is what he gets. That That is uh, yeah. so suspicious Trump, to me. Right. There is, well, this Donald is a cover-up. Right. Donald Trump is facing 400 years. 400 years because he supposedly incited an insurrection. Yet this guy is looking at six months when he was the ringleader outside. If it smells like dog crap, it's dog crap. And that's what this is. Julie Kelly was reporting today that she had, she has read all of the filings for the Jan 6 defendants. She has gone it and into most of, of the um, trials and watched it. And she says she has never written read anything so sympathetic to any of the defendants. Oh, he cooperated. Well, so did the rest of them. They all pled guilty to, to you know, crap that they when they didn't do anything wrong that's not cooperation how did he cooperate uh i guess maybe they're including the 60 minutes interview he where he did where it was oh this poor ray epps guy why is it why are these maga people going after ray epps he didn't do anything wrong yeah well, listen, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Brian Maloney of Red Wave America is going to be here. There's actually breaking news with the House Republican Party tonight, and he will be here to discuss that. we got the border to talk about with y'all because Corrine Jean-Pierre, she is wagging her finger saying it is just shameful, shameful what these Republicans are doing regarding illegal immigrants. We're going to, we've got much more to talk about. We come back. Don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Joining me on the first legit, well, last night we did a replay on uh, January 1. So tonight is actually the first Andrea Kay show of 2024. So, of course, I had to bring in my dude, my partner. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. He will resume his Monday, uh, Mondays with Maloney's segment coming up next week. But it's, this is the first show, uh, new show of 2024. So he joins me now. Hello, my dear. Hey, glad to be with you on a Tuesday. Felt, felt like a Monday, though. I know. Happy New Year. Did you have a good New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about you? It was, it was, it was solid. I mean, ever since I had a taxi driver get a DUI one year when I was in the back, 
Um, I stay home and I don't go out. I don't like to be on the roads. I like I to don't celebrate blame you after that. Yes. I like to celebrate New Year's your East Coast time. At like nine, because that way mm. I don't have to wait up till like midnight my time. Yes, that's, yep. that's how I roll. So Gator and I were solidly in bed snoozing before it hit midnight here. There you go. There you go. Diego. I actually, I was embarrassed. I had to confess it. I had to confess because I did something so like ridiculous. I watched, or at least I tried to watch Meg 2, The Trench on New Year's Eve. And let me tell you, I, I, I let me save you a couple hours, okay? Don't bother with Meg to the trench. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what it was anyway. I really don't. Okay. Well, Meg, Meg, you don't know the big sharks. It was anyway. Um, all right. So uh, another year, f- fill in the blank for me, Brian Maloney. I'm going to put you on the spot here. This is something I used to do on the regular on Facebook, and I'm going to have to get back to it. On Mondays, I would say finish the sentence. Another week, another blank. Um, so now I'm going to ask you, finish the sentence, another year or another election year, another blank. How would you fill in that sentence? Finish well, the sentence. I was just going to say another week closer to the election, but I mean, you know, here we are for a repeat. I think, um, you know, we're at that point again, now it's 2024. Um, you know, we can't mess around and wait around till October, you know, for, you know, a few days before the election and decide to get active on this stuff. Uh, we're going to have to get active on a whole bunch of things now. And that includes, you know, backing people who are running for office, helping raise money. Um, you know, I mean, we're going to have to be out there and organized and angry. Otherwise, I, I, what are we doing? Sitting around waiting for our own demise? I mean, what is what is the plan that people have? I, I This, uh, you know, hiding, hoping, you know, it all goes away isn't working. Yeah, in fact, uh, last hour we were talking about all these different states kicking Trump off the ballot or trying to, and Representative uh, Carl out of Alabama had said that this was the COVID for 2024, that they used COVID and fear to you know, justify, oh, if you go to the polls, you'll die, of COVID to justify electioneering and stealing and theft with absentee ballots and mail-in ballots, and now it's you know, Trump's going to kill off democracy. And he said, we cannot wait and sit back. He said, anybody sitting back expecting the courts to fix this is a fool because it was the courts that got us into this mess in the first place. And we needed to get active. We needed to get on the phone with our representatives and tell them to do something. And what do we have going on with the Republican Party? Well, tonight I find out, I see that uh, Bill Johnson from Ohio has announced he will be resigning from Congress. So now we've got McCarthy, who's resigning. We've got his little flunky who swung the gavel around in his little huff, McFumey, who's resigning. Um, All because as we're going into this election year, they want to do everything they can to provide excuses for Mike Johnson to not do anything more to push through a true American of first agenda than Kevin McCarthy did. Am I wrong? Well, you're absolutely right. So they are actually intentionally throwing the House representatives back to Democrats because these people yep. always were these people were Democrats uh, in you know in a very thin disguise all along, and so it's no secret. I mean, notice these, these guys are just resigning; they're not even finishing out their terms; they're just exiting. Um, yeah. And 
the, you know, the problem is, okay, so a governor can, is supposed to set a, an election uh, to fill those seats, but they can, you know, they can sit on this stuff for months. I mean, that's the, you know, the laws differ in each state, but it could take a long time to fill some of these seats. In the meantime, as you said, Johnson is then hanging by a thread with a margin of error of almost zero and can't get anything done. And I was thinking about it today, some of these clowns uh, who were part of the McCarthy cabal. And I don't think there was any point to their existence in Washington other than to help Democrats make sure Republicans are never able to do anything. That's their only agenda. And you have to ask yourself how they got to this point, because I don't think many of them entered Washington that way. So why are they leaving Washington that way? So they were bought off or, I mean, something happened to them along the way. Uh, it's a very, very sick and sad state of affairs. Well, it is. And I think that there's this old saying, this old cliche, um, what is it? Power corrupts completely. And what's yeah. the old, the, what, what's absolute power about corrupts absolutely yeah yeah and that's exactly what it is i think there's a few things at play i think from a from just a human uh i i think that that power brings out the worst of human nature human nature is clearly um the culprit here um it's hard to um it's kind of like let me use an analogy um it, it's like you're in high school and you know you're you know start to hang around with a group of people and you're a christian kid in high school and um you hit it off with these other group of kids and none of them are christians but initially you think it's not really going to damage you in any way um but then before you realize it you're you know inch by inch you're starting to compromise your beliefs a little bit and next thing you know you start to a little swear word slip in and then before long it's like well it's just a sip of beer and then, you know, a couple of years later, you're, you know, doing beer bongs or funnels or whatever they're called. And I think that that's a part of it. I think part of it is that they are get they're inside this bubble together. Um, they start becoming friendly with each other. It's it's kind of like it's hard to confront. To use another analogy, I think it's, it's kind of also a similar thing to where um, the, the bad people bring you down to their level. It's never the other yeah. way around. And then you also have a situation to where once you kind of get friendly with somebody, it's harder to stand up to them. It takes it, you know, you have to, they become too friendly with each other. And the Democrats are great at buddying up and cozying up and pretending to be friends with people. And then the Republicans don't have the courage or whatever to stand up to their friends. And, you know, and, and it's what I saw when Jeff Sessions was nominated for attorney general for Trump. And I'll never forget sitting and watching his nomination process and my heart going down into my stomach when he talked about how hurt he had been, with the, how hurt he was in the hearings that anybody would question. And I worked with you guys. And I thought, oh, yeah, my gosh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all he ca- I mean, all he cares about is the feelings of these people, not the country. Right, right. Well, and, that, and that's the bottom line. The, the difference is that Democrats run Washington, D.C. entirely. All the institutions, all the, you know, every single building is run by liberal Democrats. Republicans run and absolutely friendship, nothing. Right, yeah, 
And because friendship means nothing to them, all that matters to Democrats is seizing control and having power and using it to push communism. Republicans care about getting power in the form of being able to, to go to restaurants, go to cocktail parties, line Yeah, and get invited to the party. they're lazy. And yeah. being nice, being invited to parties, being liked by media, and having fun with their friends. They don't have any core principles when it comes to a political agenda. And so they certainly don't have the attitude and the wherewithal and the chutzpah to push it through. But we didn't used to be this way. We had lots of people who did have an agenda, and it wasn't even that many years ago. So the question is um, where we got this bad group. I mean, where, how we got these people um, but the funny thing is, I mean, they are actually just exiting Congress on their own. That's the funny part. So, you know, we'll have a whole slew of special elections coming up this year before November. We're going to have to need to win each one of these. I mean, from Kevin McCarthy's seat to uh, to a whole bunch of uh, to the one of George Santos uh, on Long Island, New York. Um, you know, we're going to have a pile of these. So, well, it should be easy though because. Um, it's a complete disaster what the Democrats are doing. A complete disaster. Well, I don't they know how anybody admit, can vote for him. I, anybody. I, I, I don't know how either. The only, you know, even uh, there's a poll that came out that Biden is now underwater with black and Hispanic voters. Underwater well, and with yeah, black and, and, and nobody, voters. Nobody running this. And this, so here's the thing. You know, the, the map heavily favors Republicans retaking the U.S. Senate this year by nature of the seats that are up and the in the particular states. If you look at the map, I mean, you would have to blow it so badly to not retake the Senate in November. Uh, and so any Democrat, I bring this up because any Democrat running for re-election uh, has to hide from Biden. And if I were running any of these Republican campaigns, I would be tying that Democrat to Biden in every ad, every single ad. It would be, you know, this person voted with Biden 99.9 percent of the time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, just put Biden's picture next to the person. And it's and it's a loser, you know, for that Democrat. So, I mean, this these we should be winning, 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 winning. And what we have right now is. Ronna Romney McDaniel spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on limos and flowers. I don't know if you saw over the over the Christmas break, there was a new set of disclosures about her spending. I don't I don't know if we ever got to talk about that on. You might have yeah. been off that week, never got to talk about it. But that's where the money goes. So the RNC has less money than they've had in years because people stopped donating. So what we have to have this year instead is. Uh, you know that the that the conservative base donates to to candidates uh, and associated political action committees directly. Just send the money straight through, and what we need are hard hitting ads. So we need to do the work that the RNC would normally do, but refuses to do. So what the Republican Party at the national level will not do, we have to do as activists. And I mean, we don't have a moment to spare here. You know, they're going to try to keep Trump off the ballot. I don't think they're going to succeed. I really don't. I don't think they're going to pull it off. I don't think they are either. We had an attorney um, on last hour who uh, was a, a great guest and that he was able to explain the legalities constitutionally in a way that anybody could understand. And, you know, really 
Um, it, it, it's, it, it, I think this is just an exercise in um, trying to um, continue to push a um, couple of things. It's a way to continue to push into, to, uh, to what's the word I'm looking for? Suppress the vote by suppressing our, um, to try to convince as many Republican voters that there's too much chaos with Trump, that he's an insurrectionist, that he's bad. Um, it's a way to try to, um, the, there's a specific word I'm looking for, which. Um, well, it's, it is voter suppression, but it's actually hurting their own side. It's actually hurting the left, Andrea, because I'll tell you why. A lot of people on the left, and if you talk to people on the left, uh, they most of them, like you talk to lefties in a blue state, they think Trump won't be on the ballot, and that's why they're not freaked out. So if you can keep the fantasy alive that Trump won't be on the ballot, they're going to be shocked when he is on the ballot. So if you keep that going most of this year, uh, it, it actually keeps them from raising as much money as they could or being as active as they could if they don't have the anti-Trump thing to rally around. Well, one of the things that it does, too, is that um, to to our detriment, demoralize was the word that I was looking for. OK, demoralize, um, beca- of course, because it, it because it enables the uniparty to push a rhino like Nikki Haley um, right. either as, you know, the Republican primary uh, Republican um, nominee or as his VP choice. Um because, you know, the Uniparty wants to, you know, push the, the phony narrative that there's too much. Because I hear this all the time on Legacy Me. Oh, the, he's the agent of chaos and and he's not, you know, so the, the Uniparty is behind this as well. The Nikki it's, Haley in, in stuff. Fact, then, yeah, in fact, it was the Republicans that actually filed five Republicans that were behind Colorado and the lawsuit right. to take him off the ballot in Colorado. So we can't we can't forget that this is not just about the Democrats behind this. It's about the Republican Party. Brian Maloney, can you stick with us one more segment? Sure. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. I want to talk about the border because Speaker Johnson and some other Republicans are down at the border and we are literally at a crisis point, if not already past the point of no return for this country. We're going to talk about it. When we come back. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our discussion with Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. So um, the border situation, you know, literally, you know, we're talking about the Republican Party. If we had any, if there was an opposition party, Joe Biden would have already been impeached. Long before there was ever, ever even all of this evidence in regarding the, the crime family and what he has done, but the literal treason of intentionally and willfully enabling an invasion of our southern border involving primarily military-aged men. We know that foreign military is coming through our open border. There has now been more than 10 million illegal aliens come in just during the Biden administration. That's more than the state of New Jersey. And while um, 
I, you know, I was going to play this funny clip of Corrine Jean-Pierre complaining that it was shameful of the Republican Party to send illegal aliens around to sanctuary cities. It's shameful that the Republican Party has allowed it to get to this point. Mike Johnson is down at, I mean, here's just a couple. I mean, it's almost like even worthless for me to even share the latest because how many more stories do we need to hear about like this one today on Gateway Pundit, illegal aliens line up for blocks to receive free taxpayer funded housing in New York City. Or, you know, like like in Thanksgiving in New York, where none of the poor, um, low income families in New York got one. Every Thanksgiving, free Thanksgiving dinner went to illegal aliens, not to low income uh, citizens in New York. How many more stories do we need to hear about uh, murders, rapes, et cetera, from illegal aliens? How many more numbers do we need to rack up? for special interest aliens before the Republican Party finally decides to do something. Brian Maloney, they are at the border, including uh, Mike Johnson, who tweeted out uh, earlier today. He tweeted out, here is Eagle Pass just weeks ago versus yesterday. The Biden administration decided to divert the flood of illegal immigrants to another location in order to keep them out of the camera shots during House GOP's visit to Eagle Pass. Don't be fooled. They're still being released into our country. Under President Biden, our southern border is a disaster. Well, thank you, Master of the Obvious. We have known about this for years. What ha- My question is, what are you going to do about it? The Republican Party needs to shut down, say, shut down the government. We're not going to fund another damn dime, Brian Maloney. Am I wrong? Yeah, and they're worried about what the, you know, what the liberal media will say in response. But to me, the key story on this entire issue over the last week uh, has been Gavin Newsom expanding Medi-Cal coverage yeah. to illegals because that, mm-hmm. that's a test. That's a test to see what the left can get away with, because, you know, first, I mean, in fact, I saw it portrayed that way in a lot of the coverage. It's like, hey, if Gavin pulls this off, there are a bunch of blue states watching to see if they can expand, uh, you know, their own Medicaid coverage, whatever they call it. Which is illegal, by the way. That's that's illegal. It's it's brazenly illegal. Uh, And the problem is, is that here's here's the thing. Okay, there aren't enough doctors to go around. Okay, there aren't enough nurses. There aren't enough nurse practitioners. There aren't enough physician assistants, whatever. Okay, for all the illegals that are pouring in, nobody will ever be able to see a doctor again. Uh, And and that's absolutely true in California. I mean, you had talking about adding a million illegals onto those rolls overnight, and then it just goes up from there. yeah, what does it take for people to to get fed up in this country? I don't understand. I mean, people just don't protest anything. They'll put up with anything all the way up to the moment of their own demise. But I mean, when you need medical care, it's not going to be there at any cost, at any cost, because no one's going to be available. I mean, that's what's incredible here, no matter what coverage you have. Um, but I think Gavin Newsom is pulling, I think, the dirtiest, dirtiest trick here. It is back to the, the Californian left's old tactic of we just, you know, make up our own laws as we go along and we ignore federal laws at will, which California has been doing since I was a kid. I mean, it's just been going on forever. Yeah. And with no opposition. I mean, this is, None. you know, every, the Republican Party acting like, oh, yeah, the oh, we've got a crisis here. We've had a crisis for decades. 
decades. And they're still, you know, trotting out, oh, we've got 11 million people here illegally in the country. I've been hearing that number for decades. Oh, it's it's um, so much. That, well, we've had 11 million people come in the last two years. So, I mean, we yes. know, you know, we probably had 30 or 40. We have at least a California's worth of illegals in this country at a minimum, which is absolutely a, a mind-boggling number. Uh, so we've got at least 40 million at this point. There's no way it's any less than that. It could be more. But, I mean, you have blue city mayors screaming, uh, you know, from the just bloody murder about this, you know, about the fact that they can't handle all the illegals coming in. Uh, and when they complain, I, it seems like the Biden administration retaliates against them. So, I mean, it's really, really interesting the wedge that's been driven there. I mean, they, these mayor, I mean, even the, even the lunatic mayor of Chicago complaining. I mean, it's not even just Mayor Adams in, in New York City anymore. No, and um, but when they complain, though, really what they're what they say is, "Oh, we can't do this alone. We need federal help. In other words, we need taxpayer money." Yeah, but they way. don't get they're it. Not- For some reason, they don't get it. It's weird. Well, but but they should be what they should be doing, though, if these were legitimate complaints is they should be saying these people need to be deported back to their countries. That's what they should. Well, they're trying to turn some buses in New York City. Now they have NYPD checking for buses coming into the city and trying to turn them around. But, you know, I don't know. And a mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, it's untenable. Um, you, the, you can, this is our, our country, quite frankly, at this point, it's not enough to seal the border. There must be a deportation force. Well, and that's, and see, okay. I think that Trump should be screaming from the rooftops about all of this right now. And like you said, a deportation force are reorganizing maybe Homeland Security and making it their job or something, make, you know, instead of spying on Americans all day long, uh, some of the horrible things they're involved with now under under Biden. Uh, I think he should be out there and focus on these issues. And I'm not hearing a lot from Trump on any of this no. stuff. In fact, I mean, he's not saying a whole lot about anything anymore. And I don't know if the strategy is just to keep quiet until the election uh, and stay out of trouble. I don't know. But, um, you know, his uh, son was you know, on Twitter the other day saying, well, what do you want my dad to do? You know, I'm thinking uh, you got you got about, you know, 10 or 12 hours because uh, I can, uh, you know, where do you want me to begin? Yeah. Well, yeah. How about campaign? And it's not enough to be doing these these big rallies. Tonight, there's a a report that Fox is going to host a town hall with him. And I'm just. Why would he even uh, go on Fox? I I wouldn't even do it. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I think the problem that I have is. I, it, to me, it seems like the same people are, are in the campaign again that, you know, steer him away from doing what he needs to do. So, I mean, we'll see how this goes. But, uh, boy, would I look to be in there in his inner circle, getting him focused uh, and getting him pounding the table on these issues. I would love to be in there doing that. I don't know if that's possible to get him in that in that position or not. I really don't. Well, shifting gears quickly, um, speaking of positions, I don't know if that's a good segue or not. Um, John Doe 36. 
A judge has ordered that there will be a release of the Epstein flight logs in approximately 175, quote, prominent individuals who are listed. We know John Doe, 36, is former President Bill Clinton. He is mentioned 50 times in the documents. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know that. And, you know, honestly, there has not been allegations. The this judge, this all came about from the, I believe her name is Virginia Jeffrey case. Um, she says that Trump was not a uh, not Trump, but that um, Bill Clinton was not involved. That she knows of at that point. Um, what do you? What's your predictions? You've been around in politics a really long time. Is is this going to end up being a nothing burger? Or should we get excited that somebody's actually going to um, be prosecuted here? Uh, that that Clinton would be prosecuted. Anybody? Oh, gonna, oh, that anybody will be. Well, remember that they are saying that four or five individuals' names will be redacted from this release. Remember, have you do remember hearing that, right? Yes. So for some reason, a handful of unnamed people are being protected. So the first thing I want to know is who are those people and why, and that has not been explained. Uh, Bill Clinton. I mean, it, you know, it. I, I think it would be good because it helps to ensure that Bill Clinton's legacy is is remembered entirely as what a creep he was uh, and for nothing else. And I think that's good. But in terms of, of any of these billionaires uh, ever facing prosecution over any of this, I don't think that will ever happen. But what I think can happen is enough embarrassment to send some of these clowns, you know, into into their newly dug bunkers that, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and some of these guys seem to be building now for some unknown reason, you know, that they'll that they'll retreat into their bunkers. Maybe we can be rid of some of these people. I think isn't there a likelihood that Bill Gates is on this list? I believe um, almost certainly he is. So maybe we can get rid of some of these people. And that would be yeah. wonderful. So, I think you know, we might. Oh. I think we. Yeah, I think we might find John Roberts on the list. And, John Roberts. Uh, yeah. Supreme. I Court did not know. I hadn't heard Chief that. Justice. But, yeah. I just wow. have a feeling that we might see John. Well, was there not a picture of him uh, in the waters, hanging out off of Epstein's island years ago? Well, maybe he's one of the names that's been redacted. I wanted to know what the criteria was for someone to be kept off the release list. You know, yeah. what what would the purpose be? Well, the purpose is, is that, yeah, I mean, what's the old saying they used against Trump? If he's done nothing wrong, what does he have to hide? Right, right, yeah. Where, well, you know, um, uh, you know, at least Alan Dershowitz was like, I want everything related to my name released. That's somebody who tells me, okay, he didn't do anything untoward. You know, um, Lady Gaga flew on his on his jet down to Florida. I think Pink might have at some point. Just being on Jeffrey Epstein's plane at some point as PJ doesn't necessarily mean you were involved in pedophilia. Um, but but any there should not be one name of anybody who flew on that jet that, that is not released to the public. And the right, fact and that if, he, yeah, wrap us up here, Brian the- Maloney. Yeah, we can get the rest of the details later, but we need the names, and then we need all the information. If some of them are exonerated, hey, I just hitched a ride with them once or twice. It was no big deal. You know, fine, fine. But, you know, uh, most of these people were absolutely up to no good. Let's face it. That's the truth. Absolutely. Well, Brian Maloney, thank you for being with us, as always, my dear, and very happy of New Year's. 
you. All righty. Now stick around, my peeps, because we got another uh, segment coming up here in the Andrea K Show. If you miss any part of the show, though, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you get your pods. And email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I'm curious about your predictions for 2024. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I've just got a few minutes left on this hour, and I thought, you know what, why don't we end the show in the same way we came in, right? Talking about the glory that is diversity. Uh, what is it, DEI? What does it stand for? Diversity? What What is East Equality and Inclusion? Is that what DEI stands for? So dude? close. Equity and equity. inclusion. How could because you forget the been- equity? That's right. Because, and by the way, thank you for the reminder that equity ain't the same thing as equality, babies. Um, so, uh, I saw this clip today and it just made me giggle. And, you know, there's not one area where the left is not looking to force this DEI, including when it comes to administering CPR. You know, when you're in a restaurant and somebody's like having a heart attack, or you come across somebody that's um, you know, unconscious and needs to be resuscitated. Well, before you get, try to give any mouth to mouth, according to this healthcare company, you need a little a little diversity training. Sesame, play the clip. Hi, welcome to Training Tip Tuesday. Today's training tip is going to be incorporate diversity into your CPR training. Diversity in bystander training is crucial to ensure all members of your community receive proper care and the attention that they need in an emergency. By including diverse perspectives, we can better address the needs of different populations. If you're looking for a diverse CPR training mannequin, my personal favorite is CPR Taylor. CPR Taylor comes with male and female test skins. They come in two different skin tones, light skin and dark skin. This one is the dark skin. (laughs) uh i didn't hear any advertisement for a non-binary identifying (laughs) you know that's coming you know that's coming yeah (laughs) i just see this is mannequin taylor i just wish they called it claudine right wouldn't that just (laughs) have you had cpr training uh, I haven't, but you know it's it's interesting though. They said in the future we'd have flying cars and stuff, but we have yeah. DEI dolls instead. So DEI dolls. This is your training <laughs> tip on Tuesday. Diversity is crucial. I mean, even just the sound, even just the voice of it just that sounds like, dystopian, doesn't it? it, it like doesn't, in your own mind. Yes, yes. It's just absolutely crazy. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Tonight's show was a ride. We will be here tomorrow. It's already going to be hump day tomorrow. Hey, email me at andreakshow.com. Follow me on all the socials. And if you miss any part of the show, download the podcast and be sure to share it with all your friends. Looking forward to 2024 with you guys. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Stay close and keep your head on the swivel.